Welcome to the Wrong Kind of Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Martin, and you'll have to bear with me a little bit because it's a little different today. I'm usually in the studio by myself, and today I'm not, so I'm a little bit of a show shyness, I guess, and it's my first time sitting over here um, with my husband sitting on the other side, so my first guest over there, my dear, sweet husband, Justin, who is one of my co-hosts on Wrong Kind of Podcast, if you listen to that show. Say hi, Justin. Oh, I was just going to judge you from afar. I know. See, that's why I'm nervous. He's the reason I'm nervous. <laughs> My other guests are Kevin and Carmen O'Connor, and they are, uh, you're a whole lot of things. You're husband and wife, but you're also ministers, and you have your own podcast show called The Immutable Truth, and welcome to the show, guys. Hey. Thanks for being here. Yeah. I uh, Are you nervous? No. You s- okay. Don't, yeah, don't be nervous. I won't tell many secrets on you. You should. You should. <laughs> So That's, they want you to do. We that. do. <laughs> That's really the goal here. Kevin has been on our wrong kind of podcast show before, and what did we call that one? He's the wrong kind of wrong pastor. Kind of, wrong, wrong kind of, of pastor. That's yeah. right. So yeah, share so. all the stories. That's really what <laughs> share we're all, the stories. <laughs> all the stories. Hey, well, I did. You know, I did tell about your tattoos on that's there. true so i mean i kind of already told he a story also on told you. about his barnyard ink too so yeah yeah i did talk <laughs> about my barnyard tattoos sure pretty i'll have to <laughs> that's <laughs> that's interesting to, to know i'll have to link that show in uh, so all of you guys can go back and listen to that one oh, there goodness. too so they can hear all the secrets yeah they, we all get the them way. all together it, it, i think you probably owe him now like a couple uh, of secrets you know? She's got 16 years of ammunition, okay? It's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> I don't know if the world's ready yet, though. <laughs> so tell us about The Immutable Truth. What is that all about? Uh, well, I started The Immutable Truth mainly because people, you know, especially nowadays, I mean, I guess it's always been that way, but it's it's kind of like they have this view of of Christianity or the Bible like it's subjective like it can mean one thing for you and one thing for me and that there's no concretes in it you know there's no absolutes and that's not what I get when I read the Bible I mean I I see absolutes in there and I see uh, Jesus making absolute statements Paul making absolute statements uh, the you know God throughout Scripture making absolute statements do we as human beings mess that all up sure but there's there's some absolutes in there. Uh, you know, God said of himself, I'm the Lord and I change not. And that word change is what we're talking about because the, the, the word of God is immutable. It doesn't change. Uh, it, it, it's not subjective. It's not, well, it can mean one thing for you and one thing for me. I know we as human beings make it that way, but I, I don't think we should set that as the precedence of what the word of God is how I feel about it. You know what I mean? So is that what you're talking about on the show? Then you guys, you go through and kind of break down what some of our, our controversial topics or. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're, we talk about all kinds of stuff. Uh, We, we started out uh, right now. We've just been putting a lot of the, the teaching from church on there also. 
uh, just because we're dealing with those in in church anyway. You know what I mean? That's that's the focus that I've taken over the last year is getting back to the gospel because we're the church in America at least is preaching a lot of other things. Uh, we've stepped into roles that I'm not sure church needs to be in those roles or spheres. You know what I mean? I think we need to defend what is ours, what what's fundamentally Christian, and then uh, stay away from the other things that we probably don't need to be involved with. You know. Yeah. So that's basically the the was the uh, the drive for me to start the show is to talk about real biblical issues that most Christians take for granted nowadays and or don't even know. I mean, uh, most Christians nowadays don't even have any, I'm going to say it as nicely as I can. They have no idea about church history at all. Like zero, none, none. I, I my best friend, bless his heart and I love him and he knows I love him. You know when they say that, bless bless his heart. heart. (laughs) Bless his heart. He, he, uh, I was talking to somebody about, um, uh, Advent. Okay. Now Advent isn't like a, uh, a biblical topic in, in that we, you know, you can go in the Bible and find where people celebrate in Advent. Now Advent was a good way of teaching us about what led up to Christ's coming. Okay. Did that involve chocolates in the little boxes? (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) And then, and then look for the second coming, you know, and, we have, as a Christian people, have been celebrating that for over 1,500 years. And for somebody in America to go, I've never heard of that. Right. I think that's a problem. I think it gets to a point, what what I'm trying to make a point to is we have lost our heritage in understanding the things of God. Why is Advent important? It's not really that important if you're just talking about the the particulars of doing an Advent ceremony or but the understanding of Advent of of spending a whole week or four weeks right. leading up to the first coming of Christ and then looking forward to the second coming of Christ are fundamentally Christian ideas that I don't think we take enough time to do anymore. I think you're right. I I focused on it a little bit on my Instagram this year, just every Sunday talking about it. But I did get a lot of people who didn't realize that it was anything beyond literally these little advent calendars that you can buy in the store that like, you know, every day you you open up the next little, little box. Yeah, and oh, it's like chocolate or like, yeah. yeah. I thought advent was a speaker. <laughs> I mean, it's a brand of speaker. Is it? Yeah. Right? yeah. It? Yes, it, it is. It is. <laughs> I mean, See? I knew it was biblical, I but I mean, right, right. when I hear advent, I'm like, Hey, speaker. You know? <laughs> and then that little thing. That's why and, he's uh, my tech and, guy. And guys. then that little thing on, uh, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation when they open up the doors. You exactly. Know? That's, yeah. what, that's yeah. our advent, advent calendar. calendar. Yeah. 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 Well, and that's that's like how Christmas. Carmen. That's how Carmen would uh, fundamentally view Advent too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, they have a whole movie about it. You know, Christmas time and everything. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where uh, the, she falls in love with a guy. <laughs> Hallmark. Hallmark. I Hallmark. love it. Uh, love yes, it. Hallmark has yes. those. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. that, I mean, that I think we, I think, in an in an effort to be relevant in our modern culture, we've lost 
the ability to teach fundamental truths to Christians in in, in a way that is going to really make them remember it, impact their life. Now it's just kind of bumper sticker Christianity that, and I don't want to discount bumper sticker Christianity because I like those sayings. I'll discount it for you. (laughs) He said, I'll discount it for you. It drives me crazy. And she's heard of this uh, a bit. Only every time we get in the car. (laughs) I bet. How how do they always start it out on Facebook? I bet there's many of you that won't post that you love Jesus Christ on Facebook. If you keep scrolling, you love Satan. Because I'm pretty sure that Jesus is uh, trolling my Facebook account. Right. right. Some of you guys better hope he's not. He's going (laughs) to see if I didn't like his post. You have him as a follower, right? (laughs) And then there's, uh, I'm sorry, but then there's, your listeners going to be like, wait a minute, this guy is not the one that we thought. So uh, I've never been on here before. He hasn't. I should warn everyone, I guess. I, I like I, to tell people. I won't people, say no dirty words. You're fine. I was going to say that our <laughs> Grog Kind of podcast Stop. podcast is a, um, the, so. what do I say? We have lots of opinions, but very little filters. Right. That's, right. And Justin is, you know. So I want to talk about TMP. And I'm not talking about toilet paper. Every time. There's something on Facebook. You guys doing okay over there? <laughs> he every, needs something to fidget with. <laughs> every every time there's something happens on Facebook, thoughts and prayers, thoughts oh. and prayers. Oh, oh, I get what they're trying to do. Right, right. But uh, it's insincere. Damn man. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. I already said it first. Uh, just I'm just just throw up TNP. Everybody, you know TNP. Save some time. Let's just move on. You know. <laughs> Whatever. Thoughts and, prayers, well, thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. I really appreciate your your the way that you kind of handle all of that. So after you came on the show last time, Justin and I said, "Hey, let's go check out uh, Pastor Kevin's church on Sunday," and we did. And um, you were talking about what was he talking about? That we I it it's kind of close to Tim- my heart. Timothy. Oh yeah, we were in First Timothy oh, chapter was, uh, two. Is where she was supposed to be uh, submissive. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, So then I, I, <laughs> we had a big it, long talk about yes. her attitude when we got home. Oh, did you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and you guys can all imagine how and, well that went over. And he bought you chocolate exactly. and flowers when the argument <laughs> exactly. was over. So I wrote about being a submissive wife right, on my right. blog. I actually, it's probably the only post that I've ever put up that really actually got some hate. And um, <laughs> I when you know you're doing good. I posted it in some groups on Facebook, and it was a lot of back and forth for like several days. People would just keep kind of going back oh, and forth yeah. on. And of course, you know, it's a lot of women going, I can't believe you would say this. I can't believe you would. And I'm going, it's there though. You Just because you don't like it doesn't mean you get to change it. And when you go back and you're even looking at the original text and I'm telling you that if you do that, you see that nothing was changed. Mm-hmm. Like meaning wise, it's there. And I'm sorry if you don't like it, it's still there. It's still relevant. And no, it doesn't mean that I ask him every time I want a glass of milk. I know some people who do that. Unless That's it's not me. Right, right. Never fear. I will never drink the chocolate milk. Ugh. Somebody drinking all of it. <laughs> That'd be the kid in this. But anyway, but when there are big decisions in life, you know, I'm going to submit to what, you know, ultimately what he says. And you we'll talk it about it. And, well, it's not like you that's not what recording, happens. Okay. I mean. We need no. car parts. Uh, yeah. That's, and that's not how that works. That's not how that works. Yes. That is definitely doesn't work that way. Thanks for the good real-time example. Yeah. yeah. But I appreciate that you're just putting it out there, like, real. Because 
there's so much that people want to, especially today, people are just like, well, I don't, it doesn't fit my narrative. Right. It doesn't fit my right. life. It doesn't fit how I want to live. And so it doesn't apply. And that's just not how it works. Well, look, I- I'm going to say this. I'm glad I'm sitting <laughs> this far away from When he looks life. over to his wife before he says <clears throat> it. <laughs> I wa- uh, back in July of this past year, as a church, see, uh, uh, what I'm doing isn't just with me, but I'm doing it with the whole church trying to show everybody uh, scriptures and, and things that we're taking, that we're trying to make subjective that aren't as subjective as we're trying to make them. And we walked through uh, that whole subject of uh, not just with the family, but in church Mm -hmm. in general, you know what I mean? Uh, Roles. Like it's not a bad thing to be a man and it's not a bad thing to be a woman. And they're, two different things there's they are i mean well there's lots of things i can't do that she can do and and vice versa i mean you don't have a two pieces of a puzzle right right the 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 idea that that's wrong now is baffling to me biblically you know with an understanding of how god made man and woman they're both made in his image and his likeness but they're still male, female, yeah. and they still have roles, you know. Even outside of biblical, you still need a man and a woman to raise children, to set examples for those children down the road. I mean, just all kinds of things. Right. You're getting right. into something that I'll get on the box on. Well, good, good. I mean, I'll, I'll get we her. need more people uh, on boxes, and uh, we, <laughs> I think we need more <laughs> men on short, boxes. More men on boxes. I think we need more <laughs> men on boxes because well, they say that we're the problem. No, it, it, I think there's not enough of it. The statistics bear out. Yeah, when men are involved, how much more successful uh, families are, how much sure. more successful churches are, how much more successful uh, countries are. I mean, it, you can make the examples all we want, but we've fostered a whole. 40, 50 years of fatherlessness and we're reaping plenty of the benefits of that idea that, that men are irrelevant and they're still trying to hack away at, at that. You know what I mean? Uh, it, it's almost incomprehensible for people to see, uh, a very masculine male Christian person who doesn't care if you don't like his beard or, you know, doesn't care if you, he, you like the fact that he sees the Bible as absolute truth and goes by that and not your opinion, you know? And I think we need more men like that. It's a nice beard. (laughs) It's getting, I'm not quite, I'm not quite to Justin's level. I don't know. No, I have the, uh, you need to bathe and come out of the woods. Look, (laughs) You have more of a sophisticated uh, look. Oh, that's just because I showered. Well, you know, sometimes, you know, I like to shower. We appreciate that. <laughs> I just come on. Carmen and I both really appreciate yeah. that. Right, I just, right. I'm the one that'll tell you if I don't. I'm like, yeah, you rank. <laughs> Go ahead. Rank number that. one with me. <laughs> rank number one with me. No, I and and that's pretty much the, the podcast. I mean, uh, I want to, I mean... I want to start doing more with actual interviews with people. 
um, with my schedule right now. I haven't been able to do that. I want to start doing more of that. Um, but also with all the teaching that we're doing at church, I think it's all relevant to what we're talking about anyway. And I'm the way I'm talking on here is pretty much the way I talk at church too. So, I mean, it's, you are who you are, no matter where you are. Right. And, and the message isn't going to change. I want to get back to real fundamental Christianity and not this feel good. (sighs) All about me and all about what I'm going to get out of it. I mean, that isn't Christianity anyway. Right, I mean, for it, though. Where do we? Where do we? I mean, suddenly we're you know we're all. What's that one guy? I, I can't. Tony Robbins. You know, all of a sudden everybody has to be a Tony Robbins, and and make everybody feel good at church. And um, I don't know. I don't know who that is. I don't he's know who Tony a, Robbins is either. He's but a guy. Yeah. Uh, Positive, was, positive thoughts. Yeah, positive man. thought. Oh. Motivational speaker kind the of movie, guy. Movie uh, Shallow How. He convinced oh. that guy that the uh, oh. the thick lady was not right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, huh. yeah. He, Interesting. Well, long while back, he was like a big self help. Yeah. Guru. Interesting. <laughs> hmm. Well, and I can you tell when the old people start talking? <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Step yeah. back and go. Huh? I, I don't know who it. that is. I don't know. <laughs> Um, I think it's interesting. And I just talked about this with somebody else the other day on my podcast, but I'm not a, um, I'm not of the, of the belief that you can just claim it and make it so right. Like I'm going to, I am going to, um, suddenly I'm going to somehow end up with this Cadillac and my, you know, possession. Like I, I, I don't. That's sure, not. I can go to God and say, hey, I'd really like that Cadillac. <laughs> but I don't think I can go, that's going to be mine. I say it in the name of Jesus. That's because here's the thing. You have to pray this. This will be my soapbox. You have to pray it. If Get you're on. praying in his name, then it literally is on his behalf. And me owning a Cadillac does nothing for you know, Jesus, for Jesus. kingdom. He doesn't, he doesn't need me to have a Cadillac. And so well, you'd look cooler if you had one. Uh, that might be true, but he doesn't need me to have a Cadillac and it's not in his, um, you know, and I'm not saying it's bad. If you have a Cadillac, don't, don't come at me with all, Haters. all of that. Yeah. But it's, it's not part of his will. You know, it's not, um, come on. his will is come all on. about furthering, you know, spreading his gospel, go and make disciples of all nations. That, and, uh, and that has nothing to do with it. And so that is why I don't think I can just go out and say, there's no faith of a mustard seed. That's going to give me a Cadillac. Huh. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, that's, Hey, you guys are talking way above my head. I'm still like, on the, <laughs> I'm on the introduction of Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> that's so, the problem. You need to skip through that and start in. I just, I'll, I'll, I'll listen to you guys. Uh, I hate to read. I can't stand well, reading. Then, see, what you need to do is just we're we're, we're, systemat- we're systematically going through diff- every book of the Bible. So all you got to do is listen there and you it'll, you'll that, get through it. So that, that church you took me to, and uh, I won't say another state. Uh, yeah. They yeah. they talked a lot. I hadn't been it to a lot of. It was prosperity gospel to the extreme. I, had, oh, I oh, hadn't been oh. to a lot of churches, and the one we went to was over here, you know, with Doug. And, well, we went to this one for some reasons, you know. Yeah, yeah. And we were traveling. We visited. Was, we visited. I was like, "This is different." They're talking several times. They talked about praying to the Lord for success. And do you want that cabin at the lake and all these things? And I was, "Is this a timeshare deal? Get ready to go up here." Or do, well, Jesus you know, timeshare. I mean, it was close to Branson, so I didn't know if there was a timeshare <laughs> opportunity. Right. It was right. different. No, no, it is different. 
you know, that's the that's the reality of what I've been talking about is there's a lot of things that are being talked about at church that are not the gospel. Right. It's not it's not what Jesus taught. It's not what the disciples taught. Therefore, why are we teaching it? You know, uh, about almost uh, it's got to be almost uh, almost two years ago now that. No, year and a half. Okay, I'm still working with his numbers. <laughs> she doesn't ever keep it. I don't remember it clear enough for her to remember when it started. Okay, but close to a year and a half ago, I was reading through Galatians, and I mean I've read Galatians two or three dozen times, you know, in the last twenty five years. But Galatians one and eight really stood out to me where he where Paul said if I or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel than the one you have been the one we delivered to you let him be a curse and I went uh oh uh oh any other gospel so there's one and he clarifies that statement he said not that there is another one there's only one but there'll be some that come in and distort misrepresent the gospel and i thought i don't want to be that guy and then i thought about some of the things that i had preached on for the last 25 years and i went man i need to get back to the gospel i need to get back to true fundamental bible christianity you know and this other stuff you're right when we talk about praying uh in jesus name we as ambassadors of Christ, we'll just use this legal term that Paul uses, okay? As an ambassador, I don't get to go to a country and do what I want to do. Right. I'm there for a reason, for a specific reason more than likely. So I'm sent to go and do that thing. I don't get to make up the rules when I get there and say, well, this is how it's going to be. I got to be doing the thing that I was sent to do. And if we as Christians are off in the weeds doing everything else other than what we're supposed to be doing, praying for a Cadillac is you're right. It's not God's will unless you get one, I guess it was his will, you know, (laughs) but the, the realities is when we're praying in Jesus' name, we know that we have what we ask if we pray according to his, his will. will. Yeah. So it isn't, we don't get to just pick this verse over here out of context, use it how I want to, right. and then claim it to be the gospel. That verse, if they would go back and read those verses, Jesus was talking about correcting a brother anyway, uh, you know, yeah. in a lot of the verses that, the one verse that, is in my head right now. If we ask anything in his name, he'll do it for us. Right. That was in context of correcting a brother. Not just throw it out there. Not every ju- time I want something. Not just anytime yeah. I want anything. He had a specific context for that verse. And when you now hear people quote that verse, it is completely out of context, never has anything to do with talking to their brother. Who's wandered off into sin. Okay. First of all, um, Paul gives us strict warnings about running after money or thinking that great gain is godliness because we didn't bring anything into the world. We're not going to take anything out of the world, you know? 
Uh, so you're right. It's I'm going to say it like the guys on American Gospel say it. They said it's another gospel. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I mean, if if it has its own name, the prosperity gospel, <laughs> that's, that's its own. That might might be an indication. Is that a I don't think I can say it legally. I say, there's your sign. That's I'm not, is that illegal? Can, can I say it. that? I think you can say that. I don't own the rights to that, I, I and doubt, I, nor do I have permission to use it. I doubt he's going to hear us. <laughs> and Jeff, if you do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Please share it, because that would be awesome. Um, yeah. Anyway. So, you guys, your life partners, obviously. You're married. You're, you have kids. You, oh, yeah. Yeah, all the fun stuff with all of that. And your ministry partners... Yeah, you're t- you know your co-hosts on your podcast, and that's part of your ministry. And you guys have a lot going on ministry-wise, and things that you guys are working on. But how do you guys handle it? <laughs> and maybe this question's more for Carmen. Yeah, yeah. How do you handle it working so closely? I with go each in my other? office and shut the door. <laughs> <laughs> you take some time. <laughs> yeah, I'm like that whole breathing thing. Count to ten really doesn't work when you're married to him, and you can't just put him outside the house because then he finds a window to go through. <laughs> so. I'm like, after 16, look, look, 16 look, years, you learn to pick happened. your battles. So <laughs> That's true. Pick your battles. That's something that Plus Justin he's afraid has, of me a little bit, has so it kind of helps. said many times to me. Things that we've learned from past experiences that, that mean, you bring into this when you go, eh, don't sweat the small stuff is really what I think you That means say. how many things have you think I just let go? Yeah. 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 Uh, well, because otherwise it's going to blow up into something that doesn't... Uh, really have it doesn't have any kind of outcome that's productive well um you know i'm i just want to say i don't know how she puts up with me <laughs> i'm still working on it <laughs> i'm glad i have the kids there as a distraction i'm like hey you need help with your homework or something hey show me this video game i have nothing to do know anything about or anything so so how do you when you guys are your ministry is it's it's growing. It's expanding. You guys have recently bought. I, I don't know how recently now. You guys have moved into a, year a new ago location. Now. Oh, okay, yeah. a new location that uh, it's requiring some work. Major uh, they're work. here in work. Coffeyville, Kansas, at Agape, right? Yeah. Yep. Church. Agape Church, Fellowship. Church. Oh, Agape. Okay. Yeah. Fellowship. Yeah. No. Or Doug wants to try to say it's Grace Fellowship East. Oh. And then Pastor Shannon tries to say it's Life Point South, but it's Agape Fellowship Church. <laughs> you are your own. Annex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Did you say they're getting annex? It's an annex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, they're trying to, you know, I don't know if it's like a hostile takeover situation yet or not. <laughs> no, no, no choice in this. What do you guys, uh, you're growing. I mean, you, you have new people coming in and, and you guys are you have this big building that you kind of have plans for. I don't want to out you if you don't want to talk about any kind of plans on that. Oh, no, but like, that's fine. How do you guys... Um, Bungee jumping off the roof. Yes. This, that, that could, or a giant zip line? slide, yeah. zip line. Zip yeah. 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 We've had Carmen's not going to let us go hang out with him anymore if we give him ideas like that. He's already got them. He wants to slide down into the, um, from the top of the third roof and go down to a pool area. Sweet. So I told him he has to do it off the side Can so we you still have parking area. Baptism day with a slide. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Can you see it? So that'll give me a reason to get baptized more than once, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a think, whole nother I don't subject. think I'm really as clean as I subject. thought I was. Let me, dunk me again. Try Hold it me one under more time. a little bit. <laughs> oh. No, we got the we've got the old Lowell School building. It's twenty seven thousand square feet. And 
I can't tell you how hard this last year has been. Did you pray for a Cadillac? <laughs> you know, l- l- I, can we go back to that for sure, just sure. a second? Because, you know. You really want a Cadillac, don't you? <laughs> got, a, got a big building. If if name it and claim it would have worked, okay? A building with no work would have been great. A building with no work to go into sure. it would have been great. You know, Turnkey. Uh, you know, uh, a car that I didn't have to work on all the time would have been like in the plans, you know, right. right? Like I, I don't, I don't get the arrogance of men to think that they could just name it, claim it, whatever God wants. God wants to give you the desires of your heart. Yes. But he also wants to change the desires of your heart because men left to their own devices only want b- things that are not good for them half the time or 99% of the time, say, 100% of the time, we're going to say, I want that thing that looks completely dangerous. Let me have that. I've been chasing something, and she knows this, for five years, and I can't catch it. <laughs> and You better. I keep warning him, too, because eventually God says, okay, I will give you the desire to be hurt and the consequences that go with it. I, I, I just right. can't catch it, and I don't know if I'm give up yet or not. But anyway... Well, you know, and and it's one thing to have aspirations and dreams right. to do something, and, or or to even have something. You know, I I don't want to disqualify people's wants or needs to go and do or have right. the things have that goals. will make them happy. Just don't hide it under the umbrella of faith, okay? Because the reality is, most of us are constantly about us. And what we want. It's not about Jesus. We'll just put this little blanket over it and make it look like faith. You know, do you really need a $56 million jet? Come on now. Okay. Let's just be real. Okay. Uh, Do I need a a Cadillac? No. Now, if I was going to get one and anybody wants to give me one, okay, it'd be a V8 CTSV. Okay. I'm just telling you. I would have went for the 70 with the LS swap. But yeah, okay. You know, you're a Cadillac, you're Jesus. You know, you can be whatever you want it to be. Yeah, Yeah, that's the idea behind it. And that's what I see when I see the prosperity gospel is it's their Jesus, how they want him. And it's not the Jesus of the Bible. You know what I mean? And that's really what we're talking about, a difference here, you know? Yeah, there's a whole lot of uh, different Jesuses out there. All you got to do is watch the news. Yeah. He's accepting of all kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. Even the things he said he wasn't, but, you know. I told you. (laughs) That was a man's misinterpretation. Right, right. We, um, when we first started talking about having you guys on the show, it was back in, like, November, I think before, oh, really? yeah. Well, because I just found out about this a couple weeks ago. I, I well, then I've been like, trying to talk Carmen into it. Okay, I got sick <laughs> and and I don't know. It seems like there's just been a lot, a lot going on. Yeah, Yancey says we're playing plague bingo. Yeah, we we've got like half the sheet marked off now. But um, when I, so when I first sent you the email, I said, hey, let's talk about globalism versus nationalism and its alignment with the gospels. And right, then right. we kind of went through election and all of that. And and so I'm still curious, Pastor Kevin. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> politics and then pastor in the same <laughs> right, group. Right. And typically I don't talk about Dangerous. politics on this show, but it's such a hot topic right now, I think, because we are, I think we're changing mindsets our, or our elected officials mm-hmm. have changed mindsets. I won't say that nationally speaking that people across the nation are changing their ideas on this but 
what do you guys think about that? You too, Justin. What do you guys think about this? Like the idea of globalism and or nationalism, but really how it relates to the, to the gospel and our go and make disciples command. And um, how do we correlate all that? If you don't like, if you yeah. don't like different parties or, yeah, or, or how, we're so, we're so divided right, on everything. Right. Well, you know, I, I have a, lot of conservative uh republican friends and i might offend some of them but way to i'm go. going to way to go i bet you can't do it <laughs> the reality i had a conversation with a friend of mine one time because they were talking to somebody on facebook and everything they were saying was true okay but it's not always what you say, it's also how you say it, okay? Sure. And the the heated debates that can go into politics or religion um, make... <laughs> when you throw them together. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> my, my main reason for talking to him wasn't that he said anything wrong. It wasn't any of the facts that he said was wrong. But purely how it came across... First of all, it's internet arguing. Okay, right. so Justin has some opinions yeah. on that. <laughs> take, take, you know, we got our keyboard warriors, you know. Uh, but also, he's talking to someone who's in a whole different mentality than he is, as far as worldly, not believe, not a believer in Christ, not a follower of Christ, not a believer in any religion. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's trying to win a political argument, but then trying at the same time to have this Christian stance all the while you're coming off as a smug smarty pants. Okay. Which I mean, I guess if you don't care, it makes a difference. But if you're trying to, if it's more important to win the argument and less important to you to influence people, then I guess you can go ahead and do that. You know what I mean? But for me, I'm not an American and then a Christian. I'm not a, Republican and then a Christian. I'm a Christian and then anything else. Uh, so if I'm going to be a Republican or a Democrat, I'm going to be a Christian first. If I'm going to be an um, American citizen, a Canadian citizen, I'm still going to be a Christian first. I'm still going to be a follower of Christ. So my advice to him wasn't, hey, you did this wrong, you did that wrong. My, my advice was, I want you to understand that you're a Christian first. Every Christian needs to understand that because what what if America did turn socialist, okay? Are you going to stop being a Christian? <laughs> no. Okay, I mean, well, no. so let's just stop acting like your allegiance is totally sold out to one form of government when your allegiances should be sold out to Christ anyway, okay? And at that point, then we can have differences in political views and still talk about fundamentally true things. You know what I mean? Uh I think Christians need to influence government. I think our government was founded on Judeo-Christian values. I don't think there's people that say it wasn't, but that's, that's yeah. for me, that's historically was, right? <laughs> the dumbest argument I've ever heard. Clearly yeah. is, and God we trust is right on the money. I mean, the scripture all throughout. I mean, right. we, we, we have so much historical evidence to, I don't even try to, 
even know, I don't even know why that's an argument with anybody. You know, oh, we weren't neither. Oh, yeah. Well, they try to say that we got, you know, freedom from religion. It's really freedom of. Yeah. Right, right, but right. But it's not that we said, hey, we're no longer Christian. We just said, hey, we want to be able to practice Christianity, which they were practicing uh, whatever King George over there was. Right. That was the thing. Right. They wanted to be free from his oppressive Church of England. Right. Which he kind of, it was his own form of Jesus. Right, right. Well, so. you know, that's the thing. We, I, I don't know that any Americans under 20 years old even realize that it was what more that, than a tea party. What, why <laughs> the freedom of religion was put in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I don't think they realize that the country that we came from was structuring and had a chokehold on f- the freedoms to worship and you had to do it their way. Yeah. They had lost their way for sure. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, you yeah. had to do it their way. Yeah. You know, I, uh, the way we started our church, even though I ordained in the Southern Baptist church and, and, uh, I have credentials through there since 2003. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. uh, you couldn't just go out and start your own church like we did. You know what I mean? You just you couldn't do that. You had to if your church had to be under the church in England, or it wasn't right. going to be considered a church. And they were oppressing people who didn't want to be a part of the Church of England. You know what I mean? Right. We don't even. It, it, if you knew any church history, you'd know that. Well, and that's you, you started out somewhere in there. You said something about how how do you even have those arguments with people who just completely like people who say that the Holocaust didn't happen. I mean, that's a very extreme example, but there are there people, are people out there who that say, say that. that. Yeah, yes. I'm like, how do you even if I if I have to prove to you that that's what happened, then we don't even need to be talking because I'm not going to be able to convince you of anything well, else, like and your you're not going to be have any like. See why I don't talk politics? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, that's why I don't say nothing. I don't, I don't want to prove to you I keep that scrolling. you're not smart. Right. <laughs> I don't want to waste my time. That's, that's my it. life. I like it. I love it. <laughs> well, that's, I just keep scrolling because I don't, first of all, I'm not super confrontational in general. But on top of that, like, mm. that's, what does that mean? I just cleared my throat. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I am not super confrontational most of the time. So I, I keep scrolling then. You know, I just don't engage in those. But I know some people who do or, or some people who will try to engage that with me and, and the same thing going. If we can't even agree about the basic, uh, you know, right, anything, right. the basis of anything, then there's no point of us having this conversation. Just this week. I know he won't listen to this, but uh, so well, I guess I just this week would have happened last week. I made a comment on the book, the stupidest thing on the Internet, you know, to have a debate. Right, on right on the book. I, right. I just, I pretty much won't do it no more. But anyway, I said something, and apparently, another person said something to me, and I didn't realize. Anyway, I saw them at work the other day, and uh, he said, "Hey, you never did a uh, reply." Well, what? Oh, that was for me. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize that was for me, and I said something to him, just kind of, you know just passing it wasn't really even serious because well i'm at work and right, right. i'm not going to get into this big drawn out debate with you over what happened the last four years in america and i said hey why don't you come over to the house 
We drink a beer and talk about it on the podcast. Well, I don't have time for that. Okay, so you either just want to take shots back and forth on Facebook or you want to try to get a jab in as I walk by at work and you know we can't have a real conversation. Right. So I think what I'm trying to get at is, you know, you can't have real conversations anymore. No. Nobody wants to have a real conversation. Right. Even if you don't agree. I'm not going to throw rocks at the guy. Right. You know, right. Gonna, I may throw a beer at him. But, you know, it's like. <laughs> Drink two of these and yeah. call me in the morning. <laughs> but uh, we just can't have conversations hardly at all. I think that we're all pretty much trying to do the same thing. We're trying to get from morning to night and not kill each other. But Yeah. Yeah, we've got so far apart. We, I, or, that's or, Carmen's story. Every or day. we're not. She's trying apart. to get from morning to night. Yeah. Without killing me. Yeah, you're. you're <laughs> people are easily offended and butt hurt over the smallest things anymore. Just that smile and go on. That is true. It yeah. it really is, and that's the problem. I think is that everybody takes offense to everything, everything. Right, right, right. Well, how many times has the word butthurt been on your podcast? I just wanted to know. Well, the on the time. wrong kind of podcast, we say it probably all the time. Okay, but okay. This one, eh. Yeah, well, she might have broke it in, I think. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Carmen stays out of a lot of this stuff, okay? Like, she doesn't get into any debates with anybody on Facebook. Because they're pointless. Yeah, I just a, curl past it and I talk a, to you about it. I do. I'm like, just that I'm talking to you. You know, I don't want you to respond. Just listen, okay? That I'm just a, venting to that you. That is a fruitless garden. I have been in <laughs> I have been in them debates. The guy that normally sits in this chair, we didn't talk for two or three years because, because we got into a Facebook, Facebook debate over a band. Over whether or not the band's new singer was yeah, right there, the hand you got your hand on him. The blanket. Oh, blanket right there. Oh, okay. We got into a debate as to whether or not the band was still good or bad. He picked a side and I picked a side. And they didn't talk for like three years. Because basically I turned him <laughs> off kidding. because I was at the point where I was about to have a meltdown. He was already yelling. And I thought, the only thing I know to do is just go to my corner. And then I held a grudge for three years until one day I just, whatever. <laughs> the new version's better, well, by the way. <laughs> You know, <laughs> nice let, little dig there. Listen to this. <laughs> nice little dig. Well, Carmen, Carmen does it, and and the funny thing is, just when I, because my wife's quiet with everybody but me, okay. Sure. So <clears throat> I, I know why have he a filter with him. <laughs> everybody exactly. else, I'm like, exactly. I'm just blunt to the point, and I don't want to be offensive because I'm his wife, and it would reflect against him and the church and everything. So I'm just quiet. <laughs> She, she bites holds her it tongue. in, and then that's you get it all, you, yes. don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But look, that's why that's why God put me with her and yep. her with me, because I can handle that. It's like confession time. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. my wife comes to me. It, it's like <laughs> it's like confession time, I guess you could say that. I mean, I, I have never been to confession, and if that's what it's like at confession, I don't know if I could be a priest, okay, because... <laughs> Wow! Anyway, just one of me, right? A lot of, a lot of thoughts to share. Oh, she does, and she stores them all up, and then I get them all at once. From it's dynamite. Three months ago, four months ago. <laughs> am I the only one that I'm not Catholic, not even at all? But am I the only one that wants to go to a Catholic church and just make some really good stuff up in the confessional? I think that's. I mean, then you're lying to a priest, man. Then I think you have to confess that. 
okay, maybe I won't lie, but it'll still freak him out. I just want to see if I can get him to come out of the door. Well, you got problems. Pass you a card with a therapist's name on it. Yeah, slide it underneath <laughs> there. No, I, I really do appreciate Carmen, though, because even when I don't think she's listening to some of the stuff that's going on or the stuff I'm saying or the stuff I'm talking to other people about. And then she'll come in there. Did you see so-and-so said this? I'm like, why didn't you say something? I just wanted to show you. <laughs> see, Justin, what? I'm just fine giving you, I'll type up the responses that I would want to send to someone else. And, and I delete send it. it to him instead. Oh. And like, this is what I need to say. Cool. And I'll be like, why didn't you just say, say it? it? And I'm like, no, I don't say it. I can't. I can't I don't, say it. I don't say it. I've just decided to start uh, uh, just thanking them for their comments, especially when it's on a business page. Right, right. I've we been thank having them some, for helping our algorithms. <laughs> yeah, here lately I've been having some issues with uh, some of my union brothers and sisters and the fact that I think that if you were a union member and you voted for Biden, it was probably, uh, well, bless your heart. You know what I mean? That kind of a yeah. deal. <laughs> well, uh I've been having some issues with them. They just come out of the woodwork. And They're quite hostile. Call me names and question my manhood. And oh, yeah. I mean, I can sh- and all I can say is thank you they for your comment. They have pity for me. Thank you for your comment. I appreciate it. Hey, nice hearing from you. And I just keep saying that same thing over and over to them. And like Megan says, we'll say, you know, hey, thank you for helping our algorithm out. The more you comment, the better our page reach is. Yep. Because the other way is. I lose gonna, my mind on Facebook. I'm going to lose my mind no. and have chest pain. And I've been down that road. Right, right. That no. was 2015. Right, you know, I'm right. like, I can't do that again. Well, and, the, and, and the reality is, is I think, especially for Christian people, and I know I have a lot of, a lot of church members, a lot of friends who, you know, weren't thrilled with how the election went. They were very disappointed. You know what I mean? And, I I look at it from a different view. Okay, now I have more opera because w- what you're talking about is happening all over. Right, and we have more of an opportunity now to do all the things that Jesus told us to do: bless those that curse you, do good to them who wrongfully yeah. talk about you. I have a I don't know all that is, good stuff. I don't even know if this is the right time to to bring it in, but we talk about Christian rock bands and, you know, and you say you're a Christian before you're a Republican. Well, I have a theory. I usually don't come right out of the box and say, Hey, I'm a Christian and I'm Justin. I am. <laughs> right, right. But I think a lot of times people instantly get discredited and pushed to the side and ignored. If you come right out of the box saying you're a Christian, and I'm not mm-hmm. saying be ashamed to be a Christian. Right. I'm just saying, I think you can reach more people. If you just be yourself and they find out later on, hey, do you know he's a Christian? Right. Well, he's an all right guy. Or you, you know, get that, oh, that explains a lot. That explains a lot. <laughs> you know, I, we I went to bands that are Christian bands that I had no idea. And she's like, you know, it's a Christian band. What? I had no idea. And I bet you 75% of these kids in here had no idea they just got preached to. I guarantee they don't. I didn't. I mean, you know, I know everything, Kevin. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, that's just how I I tend to not come straight out of the box. I don't. If you ask me, I'll tell you. But right, right. I tend to 
come in there. And, well, and I think I think uh, we don't need to walk around with a big megaphone and be like, "Hey, I'm a Christian." Hey, look I'm, at me. Uh, you know, it, it would be no different than the Pharisees, you know, having a trumpet right. blown in front of them. You know, <laughs> announcing uh, their uh, announcing their arrival yes. and all that. You know, I'm not I'm not saying that. I just I want to live in such a way that. I, there ain't a, there's just not a question is Kevin yeah, a Christian. they just know. You know what I mean? And I think it can, in, in having the multiple opportunities that we possibly could have in the future for doing good to those who may not like us, may not agree with us, may not want us around, we're going to have all the opportunities we want to, to be a nice way of saying that <laughs> hands and feet of christ yeah. in the middle of a situation where they're gonna see how we carry ourselves how we talk how we react well <laughs> not just act but react you know what i mean so i think i think you're on the right page as far as going into these facebook with people coming on your facebook oh kind of attacking and you're like just thank you for your comment I, Thank you for your comment. And, and yeah. you know, if you want to create a bless your heart app, I'll help you. <laughs> it, it, it feels like, and you guys I, think, should probably do that. I think it's just a continuation of the Obama administration. But I think we're there's a major assault on the Christian belief. It's all around you. Oh, yeah. Yep. I mean, so, like you said, there's going to be plenty of opportunities to set examples. Yeah. I think so. And I, and, you know, where I, I guess I'm weird because where other no, people you were you getting, are. I think, I think Carmen <laughs> know that. Said, where, where other people were getting discouraged, I was going, man, look at the opportunities oh, we opportunities, got. Yeah. <laughs> and people are like, that's optimism. Stop it. That's, Stop it. So here's what I, 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 I'm not taking full blame for this, but I'll take a little bit of the blame for this. So, you know, I think that probably in our, in our nation, at least, and, Justin should take a little bit of blame for this too, because we've been we've been talking about this too. But we've kind of been, um, you know, calling out for a revival. Right, right. We're, we're, come on. We're saying yeah. that yeah. we want Christians to stand up and to be Christians and to rise up. Right. That's our. Oh, and we yeah. saw some of that over the past s- several years. We've seen some Christians kind of rise up right. and kind of start leading uh, the pack, so to speak. Because really, I mean, if you think about it, we. And I'm not saying we have a prophet. Don't put words in my mouth. But we don't have our speaker of the time right now. Mm. There's nobody here right now that is um, speaking for Christians in the way that like Billy Graham would have in the past or, uh, you know, like going on before that. So there has to be someone in, in order for that to happen. There has to be this rising up of Christians. And that requires revival. And the problem is that if you look at it, biblically speaking and historically speaking, revival comes after the hard times. Always. Or in them. Yeah. Right. Like it, yes. it's because of those hard times that you, because he's using that to call you, you know, to, and I think, I think nine eleven was a, was a call to that. And I think we had it for like two weeks and then we were like, okay, <laughs> yeah. peace. We, yeah. we got this now. And, and yeah. we put all the American flags on the end of the shelves at Walmart. You know, we're all, yeah. Then it was over. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so I just think that so many of us are saying we want a revival. Well, if you want a revival, you have to you have to be willing to go through what it takes to get there. And mm-hmm. I mean, we can't just human nature is not to go. We need God. Right. Right. We, we need to know that we need him. And the only way we know we need him is if we can't do it on our own. Right. And so 
I think that um, I think that we've been working our way through that. And I don't I mean, I don't mean just now, like January 20th, once right. Biden was in office. I don't I mean, I don't think it's just started then. Right, it's, it's been right. coming for a while. And so I think we're in this process of a revival. But in order to get there, we have to we have to stay firm and remain faithful to get there. And I, I think we got a long road ahead. But I think and I, well, I don't think I know God's in control. And right. so you know, during the whole election process, that was my my go to my go to right. no matter what happens. God's in control. And he is. So I just have to stay faithful to what he's telling me and, and where he's leading me and and hope that all the other Christians out there are doing the same <laughs> right. because I think we're going to have to come together on this. Well, I mean, nobody at church ever knew where Carmen stood on any political issue <laughs> at all. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it just isn't something she talks about. Yeah. Uh, I will say outside of our podcast show, I, I mean, he knows and Yancey knows because... You guys get all my rants. But outside of that, like, it's not in me to talk politics. You know, I just don't. And not out of, like, wanting to uh, protect him in any way. I just, uh, yeah, like, I, I don't. Um, How about that one? I just don't speak it. So Right, right. So, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think we want revival. We say we want revival, but it all comes say. down to the relationship with God. We say we have a relationship with God, but we go to church every Sunday because our grandparents took us. We want to honor our parents. But then again, it comes to, am I actually having a relationship with God or is this just a religion? Is this just something I do on Sunday? Yeah. It's just penciled in on my schedule. So I think it just comes down to the relationship with God. Yeah. I see. Well, I can judge, right? Yeah, that's right. It says that. Uh, I know I go to church a lot. You can judge me if you want. But, uh, I see a lot of folks on Facebook that post about going to church, had a great time at fill in the blank church. Right. And the ones that I'm thinking of are these mega churches. One in Tulsa is actually the one I'm thinking of. But, uh, and then you'll see pictures of them. They look like a hoochie. You know, I'm like, dude, what the hell is going on? You can't say that you had a heck of a time at the church and then Wednesday night. I see what God gave you. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't, there's no morality, it seems like. Some people, their form of Jesus right. is, I can go here and have a good time, and we, you know, we all, we throw the money in the bucket, and then I go out and I find all the good, fun stuff to do, you know? I want to, I want to, I know this ain't my podcast, but I'm going to ask my wife a question. No. No, answer's no. Whatever it is, it's no. <laughs> Good solid answer. See how fast anyway. that happened? <laughs> what is the, what are pastors and leaders looking for in church the most? What do you think church pastors want the most? Well, it depends on what pastor. Most of them just want their seats filled. Uh, I'm like... Facing the place, meeting the seats. A lot of these pastors, if you asked them, you get to know everyone. You're just a people person. You could probably tell everyone whose name it is in the church. Anyone else, you go to their church, they probably don't know who that person is in their congregation. So if we put as much effort into those relationships as we do, like, like yours and my relationship, if I only seen you once a week, you'd probably be upset. And I'm no, like, if I put more no effort probably. into a relationship <laughs> here than I do with God, I mean, I'm lacking somewhere else. So. Right, right. Well, and this is something that her, her and I 
not only have talked about, you know, uh, we, I, we pastored another church uh, in 2007 to 2009, First, First Southern Baptist Church in Deering, Kansas. Uh, we uh, took a break for three or four years of actual pastoral ministry, and then we kind of got back into ministry back in 2015 to start doing some more stuff with other church here in town. And then we started Agape Fellowship in 2017. Me, Carmen, uh, two good friends of ours, Dustin and Angela Duvall, and my brother and his wife. So basically, we had six families. Uh, well, and That's three families. Well, Just six people. Pe- six six people. <laughs> and my 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 best friend Mike, at the time, who wasn't married, but we all were like, "There's there's a desperate need to reach this certain section of people. Doesn't seem anybody else is reaching." And I'll just tell you from our experience, because it's totally different going into a church that already has people there to do stuff and things like that. I'll tell you that even now as a quote unquote established church, I can't for the life of me understand where these people are that are supposed to be helping because <laughs> what i've what from my point of view my wife and i because we've learned over the last f- four years almost there's a lot of people who say they want to help mm-hmm. and very few people really committed to helping and i kind of want to know if that's just like is this the way that's what human. Christianity is right now. We yes. got a lot of people who say, yes, yes, Lord, but aren't really committed. And it's almost like we're waiting for the guy to say no, but then thinks better for it right. and comes back and like, hey, I do want to help. Yeah. You know, because right now I think we have a we've kind of bred a very shallow type of Christianity and it, it's it doesn't get preached to about commitment to anything. You know what I mean? Right. It's just my relationship with Jesus. Historically, that's not how Christianity was. It's a corporate joint experience. You know what I mean? Uh, it's a community. It's a community yeah. of people who love each other, want to spread the gospel, want to want to reach out into the community and, and make a difference. You know what I mean? And we can't do that by ourselves. Uh, so the struggles that I've had, and the reason I'm asking her is because she sees it too. You know what I mean? Is... W- for four years, I've heard a lot of people say, I want to help with that. Sure. I want to help with that. What I really... I just need to show up. I just need people there to help. Yeah, I need you not to say yes and just be there to help. Just the title and none of the actual work and stuff. Right. They want they want a position. Sure. Uh, it's funny because I get people all, you know, for four years, I've had people calling the church or me and, you know, oh, what do you do there? And... Uh, I'd like to help, and what, what, where can I? I want people there, but I, I learned pretty quickly that I want committed people. Sure. I don't just want somebody to come in and fill a position. I want somebody that actually wants to do these things. You know what I mean? And that's the yeah. hardest thing to do, as far as I'm concerned, because we've laid such a groundwork in this. I'm gonna say America, okay, but in modern Christianity 
not just America, but modern Christianity, it's just so shallow that if I don't have a name, if I don't have a position, I don't want to be there. Sure. I don't want to be involved. And or sometimes they're doing it just for the opposite. They do show up, but it's only for the name or the position. Right, right, right. Not, not no out of a heart into the matter heart to help yeah. or to be a part of it. And man, so if anybody's listening, okay, <laughs> and I know there are, okay, I know, I know you're smart enough, and and your 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 podcasts and your I don't know about your, all that, your, but your, there uh, are some what do they call it blog your blog that's what I was looking for I'm old I can remember the word blog. <laughs> But a lot of people like your blog and everything. What what most pastors are looking for is people that are going to be here more than five minutes. Right. Okay. And that's, honest to goodness, the reason I'm asking is because my wife and I have shared this struggle for four years of starting from the ground up on a church is a lot different. I understand that. There's a lot of other churches that's already well established and got a lot of stuff going yeah. on. Uh, we're working that way. But, you know, honestly... That's not different than a Christian life, though. You know what I mean? Uh, our Christian life, Jesus isn't just wanting people just to show up. You know what I mean? He isn't just wanting people to fill a pew. Sunday Christians. He, he wants people that are want to be there, want to be committed. You know what I mean? And it's not a bad thing to have have that. Right. And, but we've kind of demonized it a little bit. Like, oh, no, you just... You know, you're talking about being involved and have to have this commitment and blah, 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 blah. You're talking about rules. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, and I don't think, I don't think that's certainly not just something that you guys are just dealing no, with. That's, no, it isn't. It's, I mean, we see it and he said we go to Grace Fellowship. We, we see it over there too. I mean, there are people who, I'm the, I'm a volunteer youth minister there. Right. So right. I, I understand like you get people who, who are like, oh, I'll help with that. And then great. But then when the time comes, push comes to shove, it's, there's not a lot of follow through on that. And I appreciate that they are so supportive of the youth group as financially speaking, like, you know, if I said I wanted to take them to wherever for whatever purpose, they're going to do what they can to try to help me get the kids there. Right, right. But I need people to go with me. <laughs> I can't do right, it on my own. Right, I, I right. literally can't take this many people, this many kids anywhere. By myself, right? I mean, I know that feeling. So it's, yes, it's a. I get that. I get that, and, and it's true. And I, you know, and but recently, I did have a, a conversation with somebody who was like, "Oh yeah, I," you know, basically the conversation went like, "So I have to be there anyway because this is happening and this is happening, but I just don't have anything to do right at that time. So I'll come uh, hang out with the youth group then." And I'm like, "Wait a minute, hold up, like I." I so appreciate the offer and I so appreciate that you want to be involved with the, with the youth group, but I need to know, do you really have a heart for the youth group? <laughs> because I like, if you're just doing it because you don't have anything else better to do right at that moment, I don't, because you know, a youth group, we're talking middle school and high schoolers. They're, um, they, they are a great group of kids. They're so a hard group of kids and, and they right. will, they will sense that insincerity and in a heartbeat. And yeah, and yeah. I don't need that when we're trying to really dive in because the group that I'm with now, like they, um, they're a good group to really dive into. Like we've been doing Isaiah and, um, like really diving into all the history and how that tied to right, revelation. Right. I mean, so it's like, they're an in-depth group. I can't just have someone come in and just fill a seat. 
Yeah, you know, I, I I need like someone who wants to be there, and right, I so right. I appreciate the offer. So you know, but and I'm not saying everyone should just go out and volunteer for every position in the church. I'm saying find where God's leading you, right, and then go there right. and commit to it. Well, and the, the other thing is, look, I realize not everybody's called to be youth ministers. Sure. Not everybody's called to do this. This but you're called to do that. something. Right. But there's no sideline Christianity. You know what I mean? There's not, you don't get to just kind of sit by and watch it all happen. I can't you be know? a bench warmer? No, they don't. God didn't call me a bench. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you don't get to sit on the bench. You don't get to do that. I mean, I. I think I, it really is what they're doing, though, right? Warming the benches? Yeah, yeah. That, well, the, they are. <laughs> the, <laughs> Literally. The, the realities of, of, like I said, this kind of shallow Christianity, we're, we're also reaping that benefit too. You know what I mean? We've, we haven't set expectations. Uh, I remember, I remember growing up and this sounds archaic to people nowadays. Okay. This, (laughs) this sounds archaic, but I remember growing up the Baptist church I went to had a constitution on the back wall. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And you agreed. If you were a member of that church, this is what you were agreeing too, you know what I mean? It wasn't just, hey, I'm saved and now I'm going to come listen to you preach. Sure. You know what I mean? It's, I'm going to be here on Wednesdays. I'm going to be committed to the things that the church is doing. I'm going to be committed to, you know, uh, talking to other people about Christ. I'm going to be committed to live my life a certain way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I don't think those things are a bad thing. You know what I mean? We've demonized them because we've like, oh, we sh- shouldn't have all these rules for church. Well, now, being a person that used to think that way, after having gone through an experience of starting a church and really having to muddle through with very little structure, I understand wholeheartedly the need for structure, the need for rules, the need for boundaries, expectations, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And... We're lacking that in a in a broad sense in our Christian culture well, right now. Nation you know I mean? as a whole. Right. I mean, right. look at our leadership, if you want to call it that. <laughs> I mean, there is some wicked stuff going on in Washington, D.C. Yeah, yeah. Terrible stuff. And that's the example that, you know. These kids get to follow, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. I think part of the problem is, though, too, is that they, um, people, non-believers, look out into the world at, at the people who are believers mm-hmm. and how, how we live. And some of us aren't holding our, pulling our weight, holding our weight. Is that how I want to say why'd that? Why'd you look at me? I'm, <laughs> I thought maybe you would have Shoot. the right phrase in mind that could help me out with what I was trying to say here. The Not living up to what you're talking about. Maybe. Right. So like, um, I can't remember his name. If he answered, he was here. He'd tell me the, uh, the, the hill song. You know, oh, Leisher, isn't that? His yeah, name? yeah. Le- so Liger, you know, I can't so name. they look at Christians. Starts with a nail. All, last name, anyway. Right. They look at these these people out there, and I'm not saying he's not a Christian. I don't know the man. Right. I, I can honestly, I don't know the man, so I have no idea anything about his relationship with Christ. No clue. Right. But I know that he publicly failed. Right. Right. In upholding his. Christian beliefs, oh, you faith, about whatever. The guy that had his pants way down. Yes, Ooh. but a little more than that. that he, he, you know. I know, but that's how I yeah. know that's who your... he is because he has his picture. Was like, dude, that's well, 
That's very, uh, you were keeping it very PG for us. I appreciate it. I would have called it something else on the other podcast. But I think they see things like that. Or they see the the other ministers who have private jets and two mansions. And, you know, they see that. And it's insincere to them. Mm -hmm. And so then they, they go, well, I see nothing about this that seems solid and you know, what you're saying doesn't add up to what you're Doing. living. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they see us being hypocritical. And if you're a non-believer listening to this, please understand that there is not one single person on this earth today that is perfect and everyone's right. going to mess up right. and everyone's going to fail. And so you can't hold me or, or any of us in this room to a perfect standard, but we're trying. Right. So, Most but I think the that they, they see that and then they, they don't know how to make that connection and that jump that, yeah, we understand that we failed. That's why I need Jesus. <laughs> like, right, like right, that's right. the big. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think, I think it goes back to something that I've been preaching, and Carmen's probably tired of hearing it. But I, it, it's I'm some- submissive. Okay, I'm already submissive. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> that's a very good insight. That's a great way that to say that she's submissive. Going, <laughs> it just keeps going. It's, that's yeah, it is the great. gift that has kept on giving. I promise. Um, the way I say it at church is this. We're all going to miss the mark. And if we're talking about it in terms like uh, uh, an archery contest or a, or a, uh, a shooting contest of some kind, I'm not going to be perfect. You're not perfect. But I can't move the mark to make it easier. You know what I mean? And it seems to be... When people fail, they go, oh, see, you guys failed, so now you got to move the mark, and you can't keep preaching about this, and you can't keep having these expectations, but I can't move the mark. I got to keep, I have to, I keep the same expectation for myself, even when I fail, you know what I mean? I have to, I can't go, this is okay, because what we're doing then is we're compromising with mediocrity, and we're not striving to continue to grow in our relationship with Christ or our walk with Christ. And I think we often mistake people's failings with failure. You see the difference? Failings are things that I'm going to fail. Am I a failure? I am if I give up. I guess if you stop, yeah. I'm a failure if I give up, but if I'm not done, I get back up and I'm going to keep going. And I think Christians who get accused of being hypocritical are the kind that number one, won't admit their flaws. And number two, act like their flaws don't matter or pretend that they're insignificant and then hold other people to an even higher, even higher standard than themselves. You know what I mean? So I think, uh, how do we eliminate the people thinking we're hypocrites? Number one, be honest with who you are. Be honest with your own failings. Be willing to admit your own failings. Be willing to uh, openly confess your own failings and say, hey, I'm messed up. Yeah, here I am. But guess what? I'm not done. You know, I think when I'm praying for that brother and I know a bunch of other people that just jumped on the bandwagon when 
when that brother failed, but I'm praying for him because it could be you or me or anybody else tomorrow. And the reality is we still need God's grace today and tomorrow I'm going to need it then and next week. And I'm probably going to need it tonight before this <laughs> night's over with my wife. Well, okay? I'm just I'm saying not. we as people have these false, unrealistic expectations of other people, not just ourselves. Like you're a preacher's wife and you have tattoos. I'm like, isn't your body the temple of God? Well, my skin, you know, it's different. It's going to all turn dust anyways. So. I believe it. Jesus likes my tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> like for my birthday, I'm going to get a half sleeve. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's what she said. Something you said a minute ago, I think it's, I always think it's funny. I was talking to Doug once, and uh, he's a pastor. And I was telling him about some of my issues. I'm like, yeah, I got, I'm kind of this and this. And he goes, you're a very self-aware person. I said, wait a minute. Are you agreeing that I have all those problems? <laughs> or like, what? Like, I think you just insulted me. He's like, well, you're very aware of yourself. I'm like, you, you know that is some uh, as you were talking i'm sitting there going justin's very good at just telling people that these are the issues that he's you know like he doesn't hold it back <laughs> I, I don't work well on the, i on the other hand i i keep it close you know i close close to the cuff is that the the phrase i would use there like so anyway when you were saying that i was like oh that's Justin. Well, justin post- does do that i posted a i posted a video of uh vody bacham the other day and it was controversial okay it's talking about a subject that most of most christians don't want to talk about uh uh homosexuality and transgenderism and and he um we'll have a part two of this he goes through this whole thing on biblically defending you know traditional marriage traditional sexes traditional understanding of what the bible says on these things right Mm -hmm. I love the way he ended, though. He said, when you end this, he said, he said the, the goal is not just to win an argument, but to affect a soul. He said, so if that's not your goal, then, you, don't, you know, I mean, you can win the argument all you want, but we're wanting to make a difference. And in all of it, we've got to be willing to be as vulnerable as we can and say, look, I was lost I'm frail. I'm not perfect. That's why I need Christ. That's why I need grace. That's why I I I don't wake up to in the morning going, "Man, I'm so glad I'm great today and uh, the whole rest of the world needs to fall in line, you know." No, I'm constantly learning and growing and trying to work, you know, press my way towards the mark. Just like Paul was. Paul, even though Paul understood he was saved by God, God's grace is going to save me. But God's grace also teaches me that I'm not enough and I'm not where I need to be and I need to keep going. I need to keep striving to be better because at some point, uh, uh, in some way, God has an expectation for me to not just sit here, not just be stagnant. You know what I mean? Like I just get saved and stay in my little Christian baby pampers for (laughs) 45 years, you know? In my, uh, I'm not changing them. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. See, we had this talk. We do have this. So I am, um, every week I do an in-depth Bible study 
on the podcast and then I try to do a guest interview too. You guys are the guest interview for next Woo-hoo. week. But um, I'm doing Hebrews it's a long right interview. now. Uh, well, you are. It's fine. It's good. Anytime they'll they'll appreciate it. So, but the um, <laughs> the I'm doing Hebrews for the in-depth Bible study. When okay, I say okay. in-depth, I mean we're taking it like verse by verse sometimes. Exegetical? Yes. Okay. It's very like... It's a big word, man. It's not... You can't spell it either. It's I not... get back on $5. Either, <laughs> it's not a... Uh, here, I'm going to choose a couple of verses out of this chapter and we're going to talk You're about those. Going it's, through we're going it, through right, it and right. we're talking about it. And so I, my whole idea was to, um, to take the author's original intent and then practical application for today. What does right. it mean today? So Hebrews is all about... The Hebrew Christians, literally, we don't know who wrote the book. There's some thoughts on that, but we don't specifically know. And uh, But the Hebrew Christians were uh, tempted to turn back to what was familiar, what was traditional for them, because they're Jewish Christians, right? right so they, right. they have this background of being Jewish. And so they're, you know, it's keeping the customs and keeping the traditions and yep, right, not right. the legalistic part of, right, right. of Judaism, not so much the... Um, but but the Christian aspect of them, they knew who Jesus was and they wanted to believe in his promises, but they were tempted to go back because it's familiar and it's comfortable. And right, right. you know, when we're coming into hard times and that's what they were facing was they were getting Oppression. some pushback. Right. right. And yeah. so they were, they were like, well, maybe I should just go back to what I, what I know and what I'm familiar with. And I have all this support back here. The entire Jewish community will back me if I go back to this. So, but we're reading through and we're talking just a couple of weeks ago about this idea of keep going, keep right. going and trying to explain that like all the law was never meant to, to save us. Right. It, the law was meant to, to tell us how to live. The law was told, was given to say, the, these are my expectations. And guess what, guys? God wasn't surprised when, <laughs> when we failed, like he, he wasn't shocked. He knew. And he gave us through Jesus a way to grace. Right. So this idea that I'm going to, you know, missing the mark, well, those, that, that mark hasn't changed. You're right. right. That, right. that mark stays the same. The law hasn't changed. The only thing that's changed is that Jesus came and fulfilled the law and, right. Right. and has allowed an easier way and trying to, uh, you know, whoever was writing this book, trying to, to show these guys that Jesus was better than everything else that they'd already known. And I think that's where we have to go today is that everyone is going to stick with what is familiar to them because it's right. familiar. This is what right. we do. Like, you know, family traditions are traditions for a reason, right? But we have to be able to show them that Jesus is better. And I think like Justin said, the best way to do that is to live it, to right. show them that right. like, even when I'm struggling, that I still have Jesus there like i'm still trying and i'm still connected to him like he's my first place to go to he's not right, right. I'm not trying to run from him that's where i go for my my comfort when i need that and i i need that a lot so uh, but i appreciate that that analogy of not moving a mark because it doesn't move it's it's staying there it it can't go anywhere right, right. but i can go somewhere right well and we got to keep moving and for everybody that wants to know what exegetical means <laughs> it just literally there. Literally means explaining the Bible. Okay, you're just explaining the verses. It's explanation. Had a few classes. That's easier on to say. That. And you can spell it. 
I, like big I don't know if I can spell explain. I might be able to. <laughs> I can use it. I know what exegetical means. <laughs> I can use it in a sentence, but I don't know how to spell it, probably. I had to, uh, in college, how about this one? I had to do an exegesis. An exegesis, yes, yes, yes. Of a chapter of Isaiah. 65, I think, is what I chose. But were you using proper hermeneutics? I was, because okay. my teacher demanded it. <laughs> I did not have a choice. serious nerd fest. Everybody. It is a nerd fest, okay. Oh, oh that's funny. That's I got, a, I got a, uh, a lot of people at church still use King James Bible. Uh, I didn't realize that everybody was following along with my ESV mm. translation and they were following along with their King James and they were like, this is so hard to do. And I'm still here in the NIV. And Carmen had her NIV, but <laughs> you know, uh, so I, I, I like, I, got a Bible I like study Bibles and stuff. And so I looked and found a Holman has a, uh, full color, uh, King James study Bible. So oh, I got wow. it right. And it's really, it's really awesome. Okay. It's got a lot of, it's got a lot of great stuff in it, but I'm, I'm all nerding out at church, okay? I'm I'm like, Bryant, look, it was a lot easier following me this time, wasn't it? <laughs> Bryant's my twin brother, by the way. Uh and uh he he looks he takes one look at my Bible and he goes, That's a nerd Bible. <laughs> I just ordered today a, a, a what is it called? <clears throat> Journal through the Bible or something? Oh, where it yes, has like the yes. extra space. Because yes. in my studies I'm writing everything. Right. So it looks all cramped and and I know around. some people are not Bible writers. Like that is like don't write on the Bible. Yeah, like that's a a big no no, and that's okay if that's you, but that's not me. No. I'm definitely a oh, highlighter and a writer. I and, highlight, yeah. underline, circle. Yeah, little notes in the margin. So I yeah. needed more space. So I just ordered it today. So it'll be here. Thank you, Amazon. <laughs> By the way, they didn't pay us for that. No, I they, they didn't, but I'll link it on my site, and you can go buy it too. And then oh, I, I do get paid through that. We was on. I'm sorry. So. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they did pay us. <laughs> <laughs> they only pay us if anyone goes you, and buys one. She, so. <laughs> she's got better connections on hers. Yeah, maybe I, I think this podcast makes a couple bucks a month. In mine, I think we spend three hundred dollars a month. <laughs> you're you're not quite in the black. Wheels, I just yeah. keep, well, I found a music store in Tulsa that has all kinds uh, of cables, and I can't stop now. Oh yeah, yeah, that's okay. He spends the money on this one, but I on that one, and I just get to I reap the benefits. Buy. I just want to I just want to throw this out there because my wife really needs another bookshelf. If there's anybody out there that builds bookshelves, I just need like a whole library. You mean? She, she I don't like ebooks. I have to actually have yes. a paper book. So. Well, see, we I have all of our bookshelves are so full right now. Carmen has books stacked up in front of other books because it's so full. I feel your pain. And that. now that I'm going back to school. To further my theological knowledge, uh, I'm buying more books. So we need. Uh, she needs more bookshelves, and I need to be able to put some of my books on a shelf somewhere. <laughs> so some, she needs the bookshelf. I got some wood out in the shed. Yeah, <laughs> you know, if I build one, it might work, but it won't look very pretty. No, it might. I, no. I've done. Yeah. I've occasionally put some things together that look pretty nice. My shelves don't look good. But 600 pound gorilla can hang off of it. That's right. That's that's, right. that's all you need. Three right inch there. screws, about 30 <laughs> Three of them. Three inch screws. No problem. So I think that we need to have these guys back at some point in the future and um, we'll figure out what's going on in the world at that point and we'll. I'll bring the duct tape for Pastor talk Kevin. About it. <laughs> bring the what? We can mute him. We'll just slowly <laughs> turn down the volume <laughs> as we go. <laughs> 
Thank you guys for coming in tonight. And hey, you guys all need to go check out immutable. The is it the immutable truth or just immutable truth? The podcast? immutable truth. Yeah. Okay. And I will link that. Um, where can they find you guys? Where Where are you? Everywhere. I'm like third. 30 different platforms Sweet. at this point on them uh, but soundcloud is the easiest way to find me okay. uh, if you if you go to soundcloud or apple either one and type in the immutable truth it'll it should be the first one that pops up awesome so and i will link that for you guys and you'll be able to find it and uh we will talk to you next week bye guys <laughs>